everybody. Welcome to IntelliCast. Uh, my name is Brian Lamar. Joining me today, as always, Brian Peterson. Know him better as producer Brian. Hey, Brian. Hey, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Didn't hear the music today. It was a little weird. As we're we have a guest, and I'll introduce him. It's uh, Michael Willens. He's the managing director, and he's a partner at Adler Weiner Research. Hey, Michael. Hello. Yeah, thanks for joining. Yeah, no intro music today. I was I'm pretty happy about. It. Yeah. We had to try a different platform. We had a little technology snafu. So right. well, let's get started, Michael. How, how, how are things going? You're in L.A. How are things in L.A.? Um, it's been pretty challenging in Los Angeles. Uh, we got shut down like everyone else. I think it's yeah, a year ago around now, like the second week of March. And um, we have a facility. We have facilities in Chicago downtown um, in the John Hancock building and in Lincolnwood. And we have an office here in Los Angeles and Westwood near UCLA. And we also have an office in uh, Orange County in Irvine. And I also run an automotive research company where um, we recruit for car clinics and pretty much all kinds of automotive studies. Yeah, tell me more about Adler Weiner. Sure. Initially, when well, when you say that, do you mean like we've been in business for about fifty years? Um, okay. Although I wasn't with the company fifty <laughs> years ago, I was barely even alive. No, I'm kidding. I was I was well well into life by then. Um, and we, you know, we we've been very successful, extremely busy in Los Angeles. I would say we're we're in the top three um, facilities. And in Chicago as well, or in, in the top, and um, and and in Irvine, there aren't many facilities. So we literally went from being a facility that was the, being, having facilities that were booked all the time, sometimes overbooked and booking overflow in other facilities, and our and to to nothing, to to like, yeah, just no business. And what happened was immediately everybody went to automotive, not automotive. Everybody went to online research. And but they went to nationwide online research and we so immediately I had to scramble and and utilize my database from the automotive research company because we recruit nationwide for them and fill you know, just open up their database so that we could recruit nationwide. But in the beginning, it, people just didn't recognize us as a nationwide recruiter. And even though I tried to advertise, I, I couldn't really get there. And I couldn't get people back in the facility, which obviously was our goal. And pretty quickly, we did turn things around and we started nationwide recruiting um, within. Go ahead. You're going to ask a question. I can see that. Yeah, that's. Um, I can't even imagine the challenges that your facilities and others face that kind of have a local. And that's great. Like, that's awesome that you have a, like a local presence and. Um, you've built this over long periods of time. People in LA and Irvine and Chicago, I'm sure, um, really feel like it's a local place they can go and share their opinions and do marketing research. And then all of a sudden this happens. You have to almost immediately pivot and change your whole brand identity. Um, that's That can't be very easy. That's tough. You're so fortunate you have that database. Right, we were, we were, we were fortunate. And we partnered with other people. We teamed up with other people, but we, like right now, I mean, I, I have like 40 jobs on my board, but the, the good news is in our Orange County facility. So 
obviously different um, geographical locations have had different attitudes about COVID-19. Right. And in um, Orange County, they have a different feeling, like a lot of people did not follow the rules. But <laughs> my rule of thumb about holding focus groups in my facility was if you could go shopping in a mall and you could go into Bloomingdale's, then I could hold groups in my office. We, we, we reached out to the, to the county to find out, are we allowed to do this? And they said, well, you don't really fall under any jurisdiction. You know, we don't we don't even have you're not even on our radar as someone we would say should be open or not open. I mean, so, I mean, I've always given my employees the choice to they could stay home if they wanted, because we were supposed it was recommended that you stay at home. They couldn't they couldn't arrest you for leaving your house. So, I mean, I have never from the from day one, I walked into this office every day and relocated myself to the front desk. And that was, you know, in a 10,000 square foot office watching TV all day, hoping for the phone to ring. And now, we're, again, we're extremely busy. But in Orange County, since October, we have had a client that has been in our facility every day, booking two rooms every day, except for the holidays. And they are there today. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we've been doing in-person research. Automotive research came back last May, in-person research. It was crazy, like out of nowhere. So we that that office has been busy the entire time. We have been turning away business. They And and you could imagine where they're doing their in-person research. They're doing it in Texas, which totally makes sense. But again, and when I say we're doing we're doing in-person research, it's not being done the same way. I mean, you know, yeah. we have we have these these we have these rooms, two rooms that have a sound mitigating wall in the middle because we used to do do jury studies. So we could open it and seat 40 to 50 people in there. So we're we're accommodating eight people in a double room, which typically we would charge a lot more money, but so that people can be socially distanced. So then everyone is, you know, sitting far apart from each other for, for car clinics. They used to take in, you know, maybe eight to 10 people at a time to look at cars with, uh, with an iPad and, or, you know, something like that. And now they take in three at a time, social distancing. I mean, research is costing more money to do. For us, we're not making more money because of it, and um, but we we've had no incidents. No one has ever called us and said, "Oh, I came to your office and I got COVID." Wow, you know. And I don't allow um, respondents to eat in the office because we're yeah. not allowed to eat indoors. So I follow that rule. And, oh, no M and M's for people like me. And the- <laughs> you could if you, you you could come in my office and have some M and M's. I love M and M's, so I yeah. I you know I'm almost every day with with a glass of milk sounds right. Yeah. Wow, I I mean it's been tough for us. You know we're an online sample company that does quantitative research. <laughs> oh, it paused okay. for a little while, and you know we had to pivot a little bit. I can't imagine in person traditional qualitative um, local companies that had to pivot like you did and you make it sound like it was really easy it wasn't, um it wasn't i'm easy. sure it wasn't it was not and, easy it was the hardest thing was the hardest thing was my clients that i knew were doing nationwide research but i'd already lost them to a national to, to national recruit recruiting oh. so and and it's hard to get them to be like oh 
sure you can do nationwide recruiting. I mean, I had asked you before to recruit in Seattle for me. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I had to reach out to friends all over the country. You know what I'm saying? And be like, yeah. I need help. Can you help me? I've hired, I've actually hired two recruiters in Nashville, Tennessee, who have a great reach to do, you know, to get me into the Southeast. And they really do. I mean, they have lists, they, and they're, and it's a friend of mine. I mean, and she does now work for me. She's on my payroll. She's not an independent contractor. I, you know, you know, cause we've got to make money. We can't, I can't be like, you know, if I, if I'm recruiting nationwide and then I'm using, you know, one of my competitors like Schlesinger, who's a friendly competitor, then I've got to pay them and I don't make any money on that. Maybe I, and, and clients don't want to pay for a, a project management fee that they wouldn't have to pay if they just went directly to someone, you know, who could do the whole thing. Who could who could recruit all over the the country? Yeah, but now I mean it's it's become a lot easier. We we use social media. We you know we built up our database in New York City. We built up our database in San Francisco. We you know during the during the election we were doing a lot of political nationwide research. I mean we're doing a lot of entertainment research now nationwide. I mean it's been it's it's been pretty exciting. I mean although it's yeah. a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And we've been doing um, more quant than we've ever done. Well, you mentioned something that um, I didn't even think of. We wrote a blog about trends in 2020 marketing research. One of the things we discussed is that the industry really stepped up and collaborated with each other and partnered with each other. And we had a list of examples. I did not even think that, you know, a facility in Irvine and LA is calling a facility in Seattle and Nashville and all kind of building this little network of trust and helping each other out. That's amazing to me that, I mean, that's, that's a credit to you for building those strong relationships over time. Right, and, right. you know, you said it's a trusting it as a friendly competitor, right? Y'all are willing to help each other to kind of get out of this. That's to me, that's just awesome for our industry. And I'm really happy for everybody. Right. Hey, Michael, I actually had a question for you. Now that you have this, you've kind of pivoted to the nationwide recruiting piece. Is this something you're kind of got to see going forward? We know vaccines are rolling out. There's just right. been the announcement of, hey, every every adult who wants one can be vaccinated by the end of May. Right. Are, do you see this now as a viable piece of your business going forward? Yes, I do. And I'm, I'm excited about that. I feel like now, I mean, it, when research does come back into the facilities, now we're, we're just going to be even stronger and we're going to be probably be able to employ more people and concentrate on the the national recruiting as a way to make uh, additional revenue yeah that, that's awesome right i'm curious if you as you've changed you said you mentioned you kind of changed up what you're doing in person smaller groups but still kind of the same methodology probably as before the same kind of tenets of in-person qualitative and to me the advantage of it there's so many advantages of doing it in person Mm -hmm. I'm curious if, it, if you've seen those expanded by kind of slightly adjusting your in-person methodology by doing smaller groups and safety protocols um, versus online. Now you have experience with kind of a national online versus mm -hmm. an in-person pivot a little bit in smaller sessions. Do you see any differences or improved quality or anything? Can you talk about that? Um, I think I'm understanding your question. I, <laughs> I feel like um, these Zoom sessions that we that, that we're having and discuss IO and I mean I hate to mention all their names, Qualview. Yeah. I want to I want to give everyone equal 
player, <laughs> um, Streamliner. Um, there's a there's quite a few platforms. I think it has not gotten easier. That is not that that way of doing research. I feel like people get kicked off. We have to do tech checks. We have to, and even when you do the tech check and they pass the tech check, all of a sudden you, you know, you, we saw what happened last week when we tried to get on our, yep. our call. I um, I mean, people just disappear in the middle and they're like, well, we don't know what happened to them. And, and, and they say, I got kicked off and I don't know why I got kicked off. And then they say like in the middle of research, like we had one, one, group where the people got the directions and the respondents checked into the client's room. You see what I'm saying? And clients checked into the respondent's room. And so there's just all these logistical problems. And I think my feeling is, as you know, at least the moderators, I have a lot of friends that are moderators, just, you know, from all the years that I've been in business, I am. I started at field work. I don't know if anyone knows that. Field work. Yep. Yeah, my sister Karen is president, um, is one of the presidents, and my aunt was one of the originators of field work. She was the first oh, wow. person to open a facility with Saul Benzev, and my mother was her vice president. Um, so I've been doing this a long time. And so, but they, um, what I was saying is, is that I feel like moderators want to get back into the room. They find this sort of, you know, they find that groups online are very difficult. They're challenging to navigate. They, they're getting the research done. They're getting the research they need. They have, you know, a lot of times they're like, they were great groups. Everything was great. But from what I see, the way people feel more comfortable is in a room. But the, the, the challenge of being in a room is everyone's wearing masks. So you're sort of losing that, 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 being able to read someone by a facial expression. And they do have verbal. those clear, they do have clear masks that you can get, but they're, you know, it's costly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, I'm just hoping we get back in the office, you know, I yeah. mean, really. I mean, and just, you know, in Orange County, it, it's shocking that we have research every, I mean, it's just shocking to me. I'm, I'm it's shocking happy to about me it. as well. I'm yeah. happy to hear it though. Yeah. yeah, and the and the clients are thrilled. Just so you know, they're very happy. Every they they have actually you know done you know written stuff stuff for us to put online, saying how comfortable they feel. I had a moderator here who did some research, an alcohol study, and she like took a picture, and she was very happy to be like, you know, I how safe she felt and how she felt, you know, the way we handled everything, you know temperature checks when people walk in and I mean I yeah. did a jury study in my office all four rooms booked and it was crazy we had big screen TVs in each room there was only six respondents in a room doors were all open the the um, presenter was zoomed to each room so they could watch when you know they checked in outside because I have a big yard and behind my uh building they all they had their breakfast outside they had their lunch outside i mean and it was a huge success it was i was so nervous i couldn't even like that whole day i couldn't even i I wouldn't i refused to come into the office if i'm not going in the office (laughs) yeah well i got my start my first marketing research job in 1997 at a uh, facility it was a call center and we did some qualitative and so i've done my share of 
um, focus groups, one-on-one interviews, IDIs, and all kinds of combinations of stuff. And to me, and this is nothing against the online qualitative, they've done an incredible job of using technology and leveraging it to make you know a lot of advantages, right? But there's something about getting in person and getting the group think, the interactions that you can only really get in a room of people kind of reading each other's nonverbal communication. And that's one of the primary benefits of in-person qualitative is that interaction between the moderator and the participants. So I'm, I'm super happy that you guys have kind of emerged from this with success and safety and um, happy clients. That's awesome. Yeah. Michael, I have another question for you. I know we in the online world have seen some changes in the industries that are doing research. Some have kind of pulled back just because of their own situation. Have you kind of seen certain industries take off? I know you've mentioned automotive. Okay, they came back in May. Have you seen other industries that have really kind of taken off or done more in terms of in-person than they were doing? Or And then are there some that have really pulled back? Are they like your normal ones you would think of? Well, you know, we we did a lot of medical research and I, I they seem to have pulled back. I mean, unless they're just doing a lot more quant, which you would think, you know, we were doing some COVID mm-hmm. research here and there, but it was more about how is COVID affecting your purchasing decisions or things like that. And it wasn't it wasn't medical related. So I'm kind of surprised that we're not recruiting doctors like we were recruiting before. We were, were always recruiting medical professionals. And so that has that has pulled back. They, you know, entertainment, I mean, we always did entertainment, but they've been doing a lot of research, you know, a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of testing, a lot of pilot testing, a lot of, you know, just trying to think. I mean, I, we've really been doing everything. We've been doing everything. We've been doing, you know, again, um, online for alcohol, online for beverages, soft drinks, online for just about, about everything. And a lot of IT, tons of IT we're doing, but we always did a lot of IT. So, I, I mean, I just, I don't really feel like anyone's really pulled back that I can think of except medical. And I, I, I'm just sort of like at a, at a loss as to why, because you would think, you know, a lot of doctors were home during COVID because they mm-hmm. stopped, you know, elective surgeries. And mm-hmm. you would think they would have been doing dermatologists because they, you couldn't go to your dermatologist even, you know? Yeah. So now you can go to your dermatologist. Thank God. Yeah. This is LA. <laughs> Telehealth. <laughs> yeah. So maybe tell us, maybe tell us more about how safe it is, how, and how people maybe can reach you, Michael. So I'm sorry, when you say how safe it is? Yeah, how safe in person is. Can you reiterate that? And also, how can people reach you? Okay, well, um, I can be reached by my email address. I can be reached by my, my phone at Adler Weiner Research in Los Angeles. Um, are you asking me to give that out? or If you feel comfortable, or LinkedIn, yeah, or whatever you feel comfortable with. Yeah, they could just call me at 310-440-2330, where we've been answering our phones every day since and checking our voicemails. Everyone is where all my all my uh, my project directors are working. Everyone, you know, they work from home. Um, sometimes they come in if they want to come in. Again, I, it's up to them. You know, I'll buy them lunch if they come in. Um, and then uh, as far as being safe in the office, I mean, I I've 
I feel very good about having groups in the office. I, as long as, again, we social, you know, we social distance, respondents wear masks, clients wear masks, and they're respectful of my employees, you know, and, 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 and we would, and we will do the same for them. You know, I, it's, yeah, I mean, every, anything that I've done in this facility has gone very well. Everyone has been very happy. It was a few weeks ago, I had clients all week, two different clients, and they, I asked how they felt, and they were like, it was great. They felt very safe and very happy. And I have groups next week in my office. Awesome. Usability. Well, Michael, we really appreciate you joining. Um, it's a success story. Uh, a lot of hard work behind the scenes. But um, thank you for coming on. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>